You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome to this segment of Soul, Sound, and Silence on Be Simply. Uh, Today, we're going to dive in on our Dharma talk about some of the remedies, karmic remedies. Uh, There was a gap with uh, classes last week, uh, just giving the eight limbs of yoga a little space so you could maybe digest and review. And then today, we're also going to couple our silent meditation with the new moon, which will be arriving tomorrow. And for those that participate in the Soul and Luna package, uh, those packages will actually be shipped out tomorrow. So you'll be able to enjoy them this whole lunar cycle. And you can sit through this Dharma talk bonus. And then the flow of these segments are, I speak for a little bit, then we have some silent meditation, and then sound. So those are pretty much broken up into 30-minute segments. So if you want to get to a specific spot, you can go there that way. Otherwise, I encourage you to sit through the whole thing. Uh, it'll be beneficial to you and this new lunar cycle. So we're going to dive into this Dharma talk. We, we've gone through the eight limbs of yoga, which we'll continue to reference in these Dharma talks. Uh, and today we're going to really talk about uh, karmic remedies. Prior to that, we talked about karma. And when we deepen our practice within yoga, even, this is an opportunity for us to actually reconcile karma. And all day long, you have this opportunity to do that. So even uh, meditative repose is an, a- an aspect of reconciling your psycho-spiritual uh, I call it loose ends that you might have had carried over from this lifetime or many other lifetimes. And so the the silent practice of the actual formal sit is really important. And then we want to bring that into action throughout the day so that we have awareness 24-7 in our waking, sleeping, and meditative space. And that is a big job. So if we're going to do that, we got to start somewhere. And so the anchor is that meditative repose, silent meditation. I understand there's a lot of, uh, vehicles out there and I even provide some of them within what I offer as an invitation. But really, if you want to learn how to deepen your, your, your meditative repose, reach out to me so we can go through the layers. Uh, we can't really do that all in this type of setting. It's a more one-on-one discussion versus for all. So if this intrigues you, reach out to me and we can talk. So today, uh, being that we're still in springtime here in the Northern Hemisphere, and we are at another tipping point for our collective humanity here on planet Earth. So no matter where you are in the ecosystem of planet Earth, uh, we all can continue to do our part by really reconciling and bringing virtue to uh, what has collectively co-created this moment here on planet earth. 
So it's a an emotionally charged time, and depending where your perspective is and what you know and what you've learned, uh, you know, you each one of you listening will meet this differently, uh, and that's perfectly as it shall be and should be. So right now, in this moment, I want just to welcome you to be aware of where you are and also to really take some time if inspired to connect with one aspect of the healing that I'm going to mention today. All of them might jump out to you, but one might jump out to you more than the other. So in in springtime in Northern Hemisphere, and this can apply, especially if you have propensity towards anger, uh, this is a time to be patient and practice patience. And more than not, our Western modern society is not patient, especially with the way we use social media, where the way we consume food, sex, drugs, rock and roll, media, all these things. We just gobble it down. And in Tibetan Buddhism, we call this uh, propensity. Someone that can't even control themselves would be like a hungry ghost or a hell being. They just want more and more and more and more and more, um, and they can't stop. And so the propensity is that uh, if someone is not aware, they might start to see these signs of that hungry ghost coming upon them where they can't satiate their sense pleasures, and that's where addiction and all these other things comes in. So uh, that's a great place to take an evaluation. Like, is there anything in your life that you just overconsume and that you're not uh, aware with and that you might mind f- mindlessly eat, you might mindlessly binge watch uh, a whole series on Netflix, you might uh, t- just devour information or books in a way that doesn't give you a, a chance to create that space or pause just to reflect and digest. Uh, you might be a sex addict, you might be a sugar addict, you might be a shop addict, a shopper addict, a drug addict, an alcoholic, all these things where we're grasping, grasping and grasping and we don't know when to say when. So the reason I mentioned that is that one, it's going to require great patience with yourself to work yourself out of that habit. Number two, Right now, what's been happening on planet Earth over the past year and change uh, is at a point where for some people, they feel more relief, uh, depending on the path they t- they have taken. And for other people, they're angry and frustrated and sad and rem- feeling um, not necessarily remorse, but grief. So I encourage no matter what side of the coin you're on, And people that might feel like relief, they might feel some anger, but no matter what side of the coin or what part of the circle you stand in, in the present moment with all your fellow humans on planet earth is that patience is going to be needed because everyone has their own lens. They have their own evolutionary pace. And so there's no reason to get too really upset with one another, the humanity in all of us. Uh, It's more to say, okay, I realize that maybe what uh, Suzanne's about to mention that I might have some of this inner work to do. And if I choose, I can work on this right now and apply the remedies to help 
the collective psycho-spiritual healing on planet Earth. So what that looks like is that are you willing to first practice patience? And I think all of us can practice patience because if you're a parent, if you're a coworker, at some point in time, you're not going to have a lot of patience, even if you're driving down the road. So that's a simple thing for everyone to practice. And how this helps us is because we have a interesting road ahead of us, more interesting than we did this past year. And so patience is going to be required, uh, really building up your strength and deepening your faith in whatever faith you have with yourself and others and your uh, belief system, theological belief system or uh, scientific system or natural system, really to deepen that faith with that. So that's the first place that you can start uh, just in this present moment. And I want you to think of this, you know, as we've talked about, as we've talked about in past segments about um, merit, and this is a way you can help yourself and others how this, these things that I'm talking to you about right now help your karma is that, again, we collectively have created this moment and this has arrived based on our laziness, our, our inability to even see, you know, we were asleep, uh, our inability or, or lack of wanting to really look at what is, our fear behind knowing what is and not being able to do something about it. So there's all these layers upon there that we co-created this, but we're at that tipping point where we have to be courageous. We have to be patient and we have to be willing to show up for one another, even if we have different points of view. So these remedies that I'm encouraging you to look at are really a place for you to start. And so that's why I want you to pick one. But patience, I ask everyone, like, let's make that the umbrella for every conversation, every communication, uh, just to be patient with one another, to see if we can listen to one another in a way that we haven't before, uh, willingness to open up a conversation versus shut it down before it's even started, uh, willing to put our ego aside and just soften our gaze and be humble and be patient right there. That's going to help a lot. And also, if you're feeling a lot of anger and frustration or sadness, that patience will help bridge you into um, mindful awareness and action so you don't do anything that's detrimental to yourself or anyone else. The next component is generosity. And being that where we are here on planet Earth and we've been going through these revolutions with uh, greed on this planet in all different fashions. And greed doesn't mean just the billionaires on planet Earth. Greed means people that put themselves and what they need ahead of other people. It means that people that hoard stuff for themselves and don't want to give it to other people. So it doesn't matter what your economic demographic is. It means that each and every person on this planet has the capacity to be generous with their time, uh, their energy, aka energy with one another. They have the ability to share their resources. And that doesn't necessarily mean something physical. Their resources might be that they have a skill that they can share with one another to assist one another. Uh, what hap- has happened is that everyone has been programmed to get ahead to 
be the best or be number one or, you know, get to the top so they can push from the top down. And a lot of these paradigms have been flipped around. People, especially in the business sector, put different spins on it. They put uh, spiritual conversations in there like mindfulness and awareness. And yet there's not even an understanding. It's just flipping things around and not really embodying what it might mean to deconstruct a structure and rebuild it, renovate it so that it could actually serve all. That will be a conversation for another time, but the base baseline generosity is just looking at what, where you are greedy in your life, meaning where are you greedy in your life? Where do you hoard food? Where do you hoard uh, things that you have? Where do you save things and not give it to other people? Where do you keep your quote unquote secrets and don't want anyone to know? Where are you greedy in your life? And once you determine there's, there's going to be a, a spot, I encourage you to go right into that spot where you might be greedy and think, ah, oh, I'm going to keep this for myself or I don't want to give that away. Because I want you to meet that and ask yourself what you really need. Like, what are you afraid of? What? Are, why are you holding on to all of that when you could share it? You could share it, maybe not all of it, because that might be irresponsible to give it all away. Then there's no reserves for later. But think about how could I share this? And especially if it's a resource that's a skill you have, you know, it's basically an infinite well that you have to pull from. You know, you have a certain amount of energy per day, but you have an infinite well that you're not going to deplete that. You'll always be able to do that. Uh, And so wherever you're stingy, wherever you're greedy, I want you to look at that and say, how can I be generous with this? Whatever it is. And then I want you to put your creative hat on if you're inspired to do this and think of fun ways to share that, to just share. And it could be subtle. You don't need an award. You don't need your name on the side of a building because that's another thing that has misled us through this epoch on planet earth. You do not need recognition. You don't need a trophy, nothing. You don't even need to tell anyone that you did this better. It's so much better if you do it that way. Just decide where you're going to be generous and do it and give and let it be between you and God, the divine, the mysterious, the unknown, and see if you can just give that. And then it might involve some, someone might know because it's, if it's a skill, they might realize that you're offering it to them in a certain way. But a lot of things you could do with no one even knowing. So sit with that. That's one remedy. And what that does is every time you take that generous act, you're actually making those deposits into your karmic, uh, bank account, your cosmic bank account. And that goes forward into your future. And it'll earn interest. And you, the motivation shouldn't be because you're making a deposit in your cosmic bank account. But this will help us all. If we're all depositing into our cosmic bank account right now, we're going to help liberate what is uh, happening and what we did in, to be here right now. Like we all contributed. So, And then from there, the next remedy is kindness. So with that patience, patient and kind, patient and kind. So what, what have we seen? There's been a lot of division. There's been a lot of anger. There's a lot of finger pointing. There's a lot of dismissing. There's been people destroying 
their families, their friendships, making judgments before they have conversations, labeling each other before they even know, uh, dismissing one another. Those are all really uh, negative, diminishing actions that we can take with one another. And sometimes it's not as easy as we would like because we get uh, triggered by our own fears and insecurities. So this kindness, if, if you remind yourself every day, just be kind. Even if you're just reading something that someone posted, let's say on social media, and you go to judgment or anger or frustration or um, thinking something ill about them, labeling them, stop yourself and think of something kind about them. Uh, it's, it's really helpful to retrain your brain not to um, attack. And yes, we'll do another segment about the warrior aspect, the spiritual warrior, uh, but not today. I'm just welcoming everyone to be kind. And there's, there's a definite practice to being a warrior in your, your life. And it's necessary. Nature shows us this, but for today we want to talk about, uh, the remedies to help our society. So the, the next one, the fourth one is, uh, humility, softening the gaze, welcoming you to put the ego aside. When someone's truly committed to service, their gaze is going to get softer and softer and, in that Zen meditation, it's an open-eyed meditation, a soft gaze at a single point. And so when we allow ourselves to get humble, you know, every time I'll share something personal that I, I feel might be helpful, but every time I go to teach, especially in a public setting or now online, I really, before the class, welcome myself to be as humble as possible and at the end of my class, I welcome myself to be as humble as possible. Uh, and the reason for this is because, you know, when you're going into something that where you're in front of and people are looking to you to guide and lead them, it doesn't help for the ego to be there, especially in a practice like yoga or anything really. Because, you know, if you're in your a corporate headquarters and you're there to lead, you can do that from a humble place. It doesn't need to be from an egoic place. Uh, if you're, you're there to uh, train your employees or be with your family, you can do that from a humble place. And the reason I close out my classes silently with myself after I acknowledge everyone in the class and bow to them with respect, I just recite, stay as humble as you can. And, and that's to, to cap that, to really like bring me out in and out of that moment and then lead me into the next to, with humility, not ego or importance, uh, because truly in those situations, I'm there just as a, a humble servant, but it, it's very easy for anyone when they step in front of a group of people, whether it's one or a thousand or a hundred thousand to get egoic. And that's why it's really important to soften that gaze. And so the ego is really interesting. You can feel it when it gets engaged, when we feel like, ooh, I'm all that, you know. Um, then if we welcome ourselves to just soften the gaze. And yeah, you might get overlooked sometimes when that gaze is softened, but that's okay. Because the people that overlook you uh, as a humble human being are really not the people that uh, are probably going to appreciate what you have to offer. 
and might lead you down the wrong path, get you a little distracted. So uh, that humility, and then it'll also help you identify other people that are humble, that they they don't need to uh, jump in. And, you know, we, we can have enthusiasm in life, a lot of enthusiasm for life, uh, yet we need to Uh, practice this humility and especially in this time of spring you know with anger when we feel passionate about certain things and uh you know I got the chance to be with my kids yesterday and my daughter had said you know when I talk about certain topics I'm I'm so passionate she feels like she did something wrong (laughs) and that was a really good thing for her to say for me to reflect on that I need to bring down my energy field. And I know if my parents are listening, they'll probably agree. Uh, And and many people right now have that passion or intensity to them because they feel it. They feel like, oh, we're actually running out of uh, a certain amount of space to stop certain things. And so there's an intensity there. Again, when we go into the spiritual warrior section, we'll talk about that. But so it's so it's not all black and white. There's a little dance that you'll do uh, with yourself. So, if inspired, this is kind of what this looks like. That you're you're willing in this moment to start to uh, liberate some of your karmic patterns, do the psycho spiritual healing and work towards embodying these virtues that I just gave you. And so again, that's to practice patience. And that's just really a pause. It's really like, Ooh, let me pause. Uh, and then we'll, we can couple it with kindness and humility. Like, Oh, uh, let me be kind right now. I might be really heated. I might be angry, but let me be patient for a moment. Let me take a pause. Let me be kind with my words when I respond to this person that I love because we're usually having these with people we love. And those on the other end of this must really remember uh, the person that might be lashing out or upset. It's beyond you. It has really nothing to do with you. Uh, And if you can listen with that open heart and not, again, label, there's a lot of labels right now, people creating boundaries and calling people toxic or abusive and all these things as long as someone's not like physically harming you or uh, causing some uh, verbal abuse in a way that uh, is different than people just using that word so people need to be very careful when they accuse people of being abusive or uh, being toxic all these things again Everyone has the ability to get angry. It's a built-in mechanism of the human body. So that's why patience is necessary. And then if we listen with an open heart, when someone's angry, we can help them get to the root of why they're angry. And that pause for the person that might be angry is really important. And really, if one of the people in the room could be still, that'll help the angry one. (laughs) Trust me, it'll help. And uh, so couple patience kindness and humility because typically if we get angry we start not saying kind things you know the train has left the station it goes all downhill from there but if we just say okay daily I'm going to be patient I'm going to create a pause if I get angry or if I run into someone else that's angry and then I'm going to be kind and humble with them I don't have to overpower them 
because their ego is going to be inflated at that point if they're angry. And so there's no, and I also want to state that there's no shame for anyone, for any emotions you have. And it's a better to learn how to have emotion. And then what happens as you get more and more refined with your ability to have emotions, you will not let them out in such an outrageous fashion. In addition, uh, when you're more honest with yourself, the anger won't build up. So typically, if we're in scenarios where we're not completely being honest with ourselves, that anger will rise up and then we might explode. And that's just because we're too afraid to be honest with ourselves because we don't know what it means. And the honesty has to come first to self and then we know how to uh, really share that with others. So once you start practicing this, you might uh, be really surprised what happens. And that creates a ripple effect out into the world everywhere. It's, it'll, it'll really flow far and wide if you continue to meet it daily. And then the generosity, if you can really address where you're greedy, you know, and practice not being greedy, it might be you go into a store, there's say some items on sale. You don't really need them. Even that purchasing them, even though you might be able to afford them, but you don't need them, just leave them. Let someone else have them. Or maybe all of a sudden you hear there's a toilet paper shortage that happened last year. Don't go and buy all the toilet paper. Buy what you need. Trust. What's happened in our society is we moved away from having faith and trust that we can be taken care of by something beyond explainable or and or that we have the ability to problem solve that solution when we cross that road. It doesn't mean that you're going to put blind faith that toilet paper is going to fall from the sky because everyone was mindful and we ran out of toilet paper, but now we need toilet paper. No, you'll, you'll problem solve that one. You might realize how people used to do those things before there was toilet paper. Everything will be okay. So this is this beautiful opportunity for us to really bring this home. Um, I, I feel pretty strongly that over this past year and change, most people have been doing, uh, avoidance. They've been, uh, not addressing what has been building in all of us, which has been, uh, some trauma, uh, some questions that we're afraid to ask and feeling the vulnerability. So we've been compartmentalizing that in different ways. And so now is the time to really, uh, do some deep inner work and then start applying these remedies because if they weren't applied in the past year by you, and this is something I reminded everyone a year ago, but we really need to apply them now. (laughs) It's really important to apply them now. So simple reminders, uh, practice patience, create a pause, especially if you're angry or you're around someone that's angry, uh, and also in response to what is in the current moment, remind yourself to be kind and humble in your engagement with life and then, uh, break your greedy habits, be generous. And then from there, uh, I encourage you to start accessing your intelligence means that start to build up your strength in your mind, body, heart, and soul employ critical thinking, uh, examine all sides. Uh, don't 
do not, do not, 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 not believe. <laughs> Someone said you can't do a not, but uh, I would avoid this. You can do this. I would avoid watching the news and reading articles that do not have footnotes with back research that you can check. And if the article intrigues you, do research to see if it's valid. So examine all sides. That will take you far. And then take action from neutrality and patience, that pause, that space. And you will help not only yourself, but the world around you. So uh, the final cap before we go into the silence is that I mentioned is that these practices will assist you in liberating some of your own karma, which will uh, ripple out into the world around you, most immediately your family and friends. Uh, it'll also bring you into integrity with yourself because the one thing that people don't realize is the reason our soul gets angry, and it does get angry, is it, it will yell at you internally like, hey, you're not in alignment with yourself. You're out of integrity. And so two things happen that that soul keeps yelling and the and then finally the person erupts because the place the place that they're in or the people they're around are contributing to uh, enabling you to be the way you are in that moment. And so the person might erupt because their their soul is yelling so loud that finally they get angry and they erupt. Or the person ignores what's being said and starts to go deeper and deeper into inintegrity, meaning they go deeper, deeper into darkness. And then they start manipulating things to make themselves feel better, make that soul calm down. And that's, that's where the soul loses its way. And we really need to honor when our soul gets angry and mad. It's like, hey, you're out of integrity. So the last thing that I would recommend um, outside of practicing patience, generosity, kindness, and humility is really evaluate where your integrity and your values are right now, where you'd like them to be, and where, they're, where they've slipped. Bringing those back into balance is really important. And so if, if you want to go deeper into this with me, please feel free to reach out to me at S, like Suzanne, at SuzanneToro.com. And for now, what I'd like you to do is come up into that seated position, uh, lifting up from the base of the spine. And I would like you to take a nice deep breath up into your heart, lungs, and liver, which is just below uh, your, on the right side over your heart and lungs. Take a deep breath in. And then exhale out. Another one. Inhale. And exhale. Again, inhale. And exhale. And then from here, you're just going to hear some random rab washing over you. 
in the background, but I want you to bring your attention just to your breath, soft gaze at a focal point on the floor in front of you. And if the thoughts come in, just bring them to that focal point into your breath. And then when you hear the sounds come in, just recline back into Shavasana, corpse pose, flat on the floor, palms up, relax the body and receive.
body. Inhale. And exhale. Another one. Inhale. And exhale. One more. Inhale. And exhale. Good. And then gently from there, welcoming you to bring attention to your physical body by just rolling over onto your right or left side and then rising up into a seated position. And then bringing the hands in front of the heart and taking another deep breath in and out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Good. One more. Inhale. And exhale. And then gently from there, just taking a moment to acknowledge all aspects of self. Gently giving gratitude for all that you are. Giving gratitude for your willingness to look in. And then gently from there, bringing those thumbs and those hands up to your forehead and just connecting to your highest expression, your innate gifts. And as inspired, taking a moment to honor self by simply bowing to self with respect. And as you continue to breathe in and out, I just welcome you to uh, release the hands from the forehead or the heart and lift up from those sit bones, drop the shoulders down and take another deep breath in and out. So I decided during that process that I will be posting a new moon specific meditation tomorrow, uh, recording it on the actual new moon, uh, is important. I, I felt it very strongly, uh, and to just seal off this moment together. I just want to remind you that, uh, you're an amazing human being and if you can take some time just to reflect where you can be generous where you can be kind where you can be patient and humble this will really really be our secret sauce that we deliver out into the world and bring in some honesty with your inner core ethics so you can help 
tame your inner fire, your inner anger, where you've been out of alignment so that you can bring yourself back into alignment with self and the world around you. And before we sign out, I want to give special thanks to uh, Tina, Malia. We have a little Aham Prema. We had some Xavier Rudd, I think, in the beginning, and Saul David Ray and Random Rab. And uh, want to remind you that this week, off our new schedule, that the online yoga classes will be offered Wednesday or Tuesday night now at 7 p.m. That's an unwind class. And if you can't make it right at that time, you can request to have the recording. Uh, in addition, the Sunday Soul Silence will always be available online auditory. If you want to be in the visual format, you need to register online. Uh, if you can't afford to make the offering, just when you register, just say pay later and you're entered as gift economy. You don't have to pay later. Uh, no debt incurred. And then Thursday night, uh, we're, or Thursday morning rises, or Thursday, Friday morning, I'll say that again, Friday morning at 8 a.m. We have a Rise and Shine class. And for those that are local, if you want to join that, please uh, let me know. And I will tell you the location. Just register, send me an email at s at Suzanne Toro, and then I'll send you the information. For those that want to watch virtually, We'll have a camera there. I'll send you all the LinkedIn information so that you can participate that way. And then finally, uh, this Saturday, we have a spring power boost cooking class. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you get on, I'll send your shopping list. We'll cook together, talk together. And it's just kind of like this old style. You have visual, you get to see what I'm doing, but a lot of it's auditory in our each other's ears. So old style conference lines where we get to talk to each other in a very organic fashion. So those are some things available. And if you need some support, want to work one-on-one, you know where to find me. So I appreciate you all. I appreciate you taking the time to be here and listen and receive. And until next, have a beautiful day or evening. This is Suzanne signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply.
are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Simply.